0: This podcast replay is brought to you by caneswear.com. For all your canes, dolphins, and heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. A ride, a ride, a ride. Welcome aboard. How you doing, Manny? You
1: feeling Good. Feeling good, brother. You know, reaching out to uh, my people around the program, just talking to people about stuff. You know, it's the off season, trying to dig and find out what's going on. That's all. I'm with you there. You know, I was having this discussion before you came on because,
0: you know, people are talking about, like, DeMar Hamlin, like, comeback player of the year, and I have a problem with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, because I, 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 somebody already gave him comeback player of the year, And it was the pro football writers, which, like, I'm really disappointed that the writers would do that because he's not a comeback player. Don't you have to be a player first and foremost? So Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield was a player. Like, Heisman, he started in Cleveland. I think they even made the playoffs one year with him. And then, obviously, he had to decline, and he was off the map the last couple of years. And last year, he resurrected his career. He's going to get a $40 million contract. He took Tampa to the playoffs. That's comeback player of the year material in my eyes. You right. know what I mean? Somebody that was down, somebody that was already a player, then became then got down and then bounced back again. Uh Kurt Warner did that. Remember when he went to the Giants? Mm-hmm. He fell in a freaking hole there and then went back to Arizona and boom, that's comeback player of the year. For me I would give DeMar Hamlin a courage award because Correct. it takes courage to die on the field and say no no I'm going to go back and do it again but he was right. never a player in the first place dude he was a a backup, backup. a role player he wasn't he, he was trying to fight yeah. for a spot just to be in the damn NFL that's not yep. a player right
1: I agree 100% with you. I think unfortunately, uh, you know, like you said, some of this stuff is predestined, right? Hey, he takes the field this year; he's got to be comeback player of the year. Uh, but that's not what the spirit of that award is. And I'm I'm in 100% agreement with you. You you give the, him the courage award, and you let a guy like Baker Mayfield who truly earned it, uh, and and you know all the crap he's taken right for being a bad quarterback and a bust as the number one pick. Uh, to to coming back and and all having all the success he did, I think uh, you're, you you nailed it, brother. Once again, you nailed it. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not nailing; it's just common sense. It, somebody gave to Tua
0: a comeback, dude. I'm sorry, Tua was a yep. player last year. He's just coming back from a five game stretch that he missed. He was having a he was in the MVP conversation last year for for a short mm-hmm. stretch. There's really no. I would give it over Baker Mayfield over Tua and. And there's no bigger apologist, cheerleader, fan, believer, sucker, whatever you want to call me about Tua, you can call me whatever you want about Tua. There is no bigger believer in him than I am in this town. But I'm still giving Baker over Tua, comeback player of the year. To me, brother, I'd give James Cook more a comeback player of the year. How about that? He had 500 yards rushing last year. 1100 this year. He had uh 180 yards receiving. He has what was it 4 or 500? 400 or 500? 400, 445. 445 this year. That's comeback. That's that's it most improved player of the year type of awards. Right. You know that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's the I just wish we would look at things the way they should be instead of oh let's give demar Hamlin a little extra love for all this PR stuff
1: and Come on, man. I don't know. I just found that weird. I, I I'm with you, and, and I hate I hate that, that kind of stuff still happens in today's age. You think with especially with all the analytics and all the information and the stats out there that you wouldn't have something this blatant uh being done, but it still happens because uh people want to sell a story. Yeah, I'm with
0: you there. All right, so what's going on in your world? Uh what what do we know canes wise? Anything on the recruiting side that we should know about?
1: Well, it's interesting. Last night I was exchanging some text messages with uh, with Stuart Mandel over at the Athletic regarding Miami, because, as you know, the big thing in college football right now is the NCAA going after Tennessee. Right. For uh, recruiting violations with in terms of NIL and inducement and that kind of stuff. And obviously Miami's NIL, uh, you know, was previously investigated, uh, you know, when John Reeves was running things um, because they, they they had the issue with the Cavender Twins. And they were looking into uh, different football players and all that. And now the University of Florida, who signed Jaden Rashada. You remember Miami was very much involved in the Jaden Rashada mess um, because he was committed to the Hurricanes. uh, First committed to Florida, then committed to Miami, then flipped and signed with Florida. Um, That whole thing uh, that went down. um, You know, I, I think the NCAA is kicking the tires behind the scenes to see what they can get out of this. Uh, they're, they're coming after Tennessee for private jets and flying, uh, you know, guys cross country uh, when they signed their quarterback, Nico, I uh, from, from California. And so the NCAA you know, trying to come up with stuff, trying to investigate, see what they can get to, to get people in trouble. At, at Miami's not officially under investigation right now, but I think just, you know, be on the lookout for anything that could potentially come down the road because of Jaden Rashada and because of that kind of stuff.
0: So how does – have you heard anything about what, what, what direction we're going in in college football with – all this NIL stuff and how it's going to be policed, and you know you're you're watching coaches walk away from college football now. Yeah, uh, you're watching mm-hmm. college. You're watching them either retire or they're going to the NFL. So clearly, uh, the the job of coaching college football has completely changed, and I, it, I I think it requires even more work than it ever has because. Yeah you're such a babysitter and you're constantly almost like a PR man trying to constantly sell your program to these kids who can leave at any moment. So what what's that dynamic like right now because that's not we're going to start getting to a point where there aren't going to be a lot of good college coaches left over actually.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know the one thing you have to remember here is that recruiting is something that uh, a lot of coaches don't want to have to do in general right if they're coaching football they don't want to have to spend time convincing kids to come for the you know for their program they they w- they would much rather live in a professional sports type atmosphere where you sign the player to a contract and contractually he is obligated to show up and deliver and if not you can get rid of him right and find somebody new and and all those kind of things college football you know Charlie Baker the new NCAA president hinted at this a couple months ago uh they you know they put out a, a statement about creating essentially what is a premier league, right? For college football, 35 to 40 teams. I think down the road, Oh, talking to some people in college football, I think this is going to happen. I think we're going to eventually graduate to the point where there are 35 to 40 teams who can honestly play for the national championship. And then everybody else in college football goes back to doing their rivalries and playing games that you know matter to regionally. Um, But it's going to require money. It's going to require a budget. It's going to require a lot of different things. and It's going to require the NCAA accepting change. And right now the NCAA is playing catch up because they didn't put any rules in place for NIL. And so uh, schools like Tennessee are fighting it and saying you didn't have any rules in place. We're allowed to sign players to NIL contracts. And the NCAA essentially is saying, well, no, what about amateurism? What about. You know this isn't pay for play and these are rules that we told you didn't exist so it's a huge monumental battle and i think essentially what we are on the eve of uh oh is the end of the ncaa because their role uh is not what it used to be right we are now in the pay for play era we were for a long time under different guys but now it's official and legal and the supreme court says it's legal to do it so uh we're gonna have a battle here the next couple years it's gonna be interesting but i think eventually we are going to graduate to a premier league type system in college football where uh if you're in the big 10 if you're in the sec or if you're a team like florida state and miami who's trying to get into those conferences um you are part of that elite group who has the money to compete for championships to pay players to pay assistant coaches to maintain what you need to maintain so I I don't know when we get there. I don't know if it's in five years. I don't know if it's in 10 years. Oh, but certainly I think it's inevitable.
0: It's funny because I'm going to use an analogy that you will not understand. And I'm going to (laughs) lose about 80% of you out there on this one because some of you do because you follow this show. Some of Mm -hmm. you have become crypto people. But it's Tennessee saying, well, you haven't put on any rules for NIL. Well, in crypto... A lot of people are going after gary gensler and the sec because they're trying to enforce when they have put no laws and rules in place for crypto they're treating crypto like they use stocks and it's completely different and it can't be measured the same way and yet there that's a battle that's going on in court which as you say we're watching the end of the ncaa we're also watching the end of gary gensler as the as the head of the sec so it's interesting how what you're talking about it, it it goes over in the in the world of business. Now, speaking of NILs and things like that, Ruiz, his name hasn't been nearly as prominent in the last 10 months yeah. or something. So, what's going on? Talk to me. What's what's the deal here? Well, Who is it? UMs trying to distance themselves? Is it him also knowing that maybe there's a lot of hot water, he wants to distance himself? Is He's trying to cool things down. What's going on? Because we had that big Herald story, all that kind of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, and I, and people who have tuned into our show and, and to this segment, I've, I've told them this over the last uh, several months and year that Miami, their own collective, the Canes Connection, has taken over primary um, organization and funding for the collective, for, for Miami's NIL efforts. And Ruiz has slowly been quote unquote phased out i don't know that he's necessarily been phased out like uh like they've told him go away it's more like he's dealt with his own issues he's had his own things to deal with and to my knowledge from what i was told this morning by someone i think the only person left on the Ruiz payroll is nigel pack as far as university of miami athletes so the canes connection is basically doing all of the deals now Um, Miami is allowed to be involved in the fundraising efforts for the collective because the new rules have been applied. And so um, I'm not saying that uh, they wanted Ruiz necessarily out because I think they were very happy surviving with him, right? Running the show for two years while NIL was sort of establishing itself. But now I think Miami's grown into a role where they don't need to rely on him or his money because as I've mentioned many, many times before, the people who Just didn't want to believe it. There are a lot of people in the city of Miami with money who support the University of Miami and want to see the program win. And so Miami's NIL collective is very, very strong. Um, They have a budget that's one of the best, I think one of the best budgets in college football, and they're able to afford what they need to do so they can sign great players and build a program to compete for a national championship.
0: Okay. Uh, What do we know about Cam? What's he doing to uh, get himself ready for this season?
1: Well, he's on campus. I think he's playing catch with his receivers. He's going through off-season workouts. He's doing uh, everything that, that that a quarterback needs to do to get ready for the upcoming season. Look, he's got uh, – there's three new freshman uh, receivers. Two of them are on campus already, NICAR and, and JoJo Trader. Uh, they're already enrolled in classes. I think 16 of the 27 uh, high school recruits in Miami's number three ranked recruiting class are on campus already. So all of those guys are going through off-season stuff. Uh, if you follow – uh, Aaron Feld, Miami strength and conditioning coach on Twitter, you'll see that he was blowing a horn today, I think at four 30 in the morning and coral Gables. I'm For sure pissing sure a lot of people off, but uh, look, they're doing all their off season workouts and preparing and, you know, uh, the quarterbacks have to work with the receivers and spend a lot of time, um, you know, uh, just playing catch and, and building that chemistry. And, So I know Jacoby George and Xavier Restrepo and, uh, you know, Miami's tight ends and and all those young receivers are out there. Uh, The running backs are out there and and he's running those things with them.
0: All right. Good stuff. Uh, Anything else that I uh, did not ask that we should be asking with the Canes?
1: No, just that, uh, you know, again, I I try to emphasize this. I'm writing a column on 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 the uh, recruiting classes for all the in-state schools. uh, You know, USF, UCF, Miami, FSU, Florida. Um, You'll never convince me, oh, that you can just win by taking transfer portal guys. Of course not. You look at uh, you look at Michigan, right? The team that won the national championship and what essentially was a down year for the SEC because Alabama and Georgia weren't necessarily as good as they have been. Um, Those recruiting classes on average, we're still top 10 recruiting classes for Michigan. Jim Harbaugh still did an excellent job. And I think when you look at the path that all of the state schools are on and you say, well, who's the next program that's going to win a national title? I know the record hasn't been there. I know his coaching hasn't been up to snuff, but Mario is accuring the most talent from the high school ranks and the most consistent top five, top 10 recruiting classes. And ultimately, this is still a talent race. And if you can get a lot of elite offensive and defensive linemen, you're probably going to have the best chance to win a national championship. Michigan proved that. They had a really good offensive and defensive line. You still win with that. You still win with running the football and shutting the run down for as much playmakers as you have at the quarterback position and all that kind of stuff. um, I think this Miami team is trending in the right way, and if you're, if you're thinking who's going to win a national title, I think Miami is on the closest path of all the state schools to get there. You still have to kneel. Still got to kneel. There's no question about that. You still okay. got to coach. No matter you still how much to get the job done. No matter how much talent you got,
0: you yeah. still got to kneel. Okay. All right. So <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> uh
1: it's oh there's no question. You got You can have you a lot get, of
0: talent and you can still tell Vinny Tester No, go ahead and pass. It's a good thing. No, no. <laughs> Think one interception? No, no, go ahead Vinny. Go. Two? No. Go ahead. Three. No, no. go ahead. You're Oprah tonight. Everyone gets an interception. Go ahead. So you can have a lot of talent and still screw it up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And and I'll tell you um for 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 the Florida State fans who listen to this thinking I'm crazy, um, Mike Norvell's done a terrific job, right? Like what he's done the last two years, but there is an expiration date with with transfer players, right? Yeah. They all gotta leave eventually. You get them in their in the third or fourth year coming to the program, so you only have them for one year. And Florida State's recruited decently, but not as good as Miami on the offensive and defensive lines. And I think that's where you're gonna see the difference in the next couple of years. Why Miami probably passes uh florida state
0: let's hope so man let's hope so let's hope so he uh he does a much better uh, job on game day and that would complete him uh as a coach that's for damn sure all right follow him on twitter sure. at manny underscore navarro and catch his work there at the athletic better yet subscribe to athletic manny as always thank you my friend we will catch up next week have a great weekend you too brother take care thank you sir there you go, Manny Navarro and our Caneswear Miami Hurricanes report. Don't forget, use our code BIGO10. You will get 10% off at Caneswear in person or online. And when you go online, by the way, if you're out of town, you order over $99, you're going to get free shipping. Use our code 0 10 and you will get 10% off. Even if it's on sale, you will still get 10% on top of this sale. Beautiful thing. Somebody, one of our listeners was like, hey, oh, I want to thank you, man. I bought this uh, for my daughter. It was on sale, and I used your code and got 10% off. It's a beautiful thing. Caneswear.com. They got heat, Marlins, Panthers, Inter-Miami gear, Dolphins gear, and, of course, practically everything with the Canes logo. Caneswear.com.